Hello everyone and welcome to the Definition Podcast. This is episode 6. I want to definitely um, thank everyone for staying with me and following uh, along with, with what were our discussions. Um, this one in particular I want to talk about is something that is a serious, serious matter. Not that all the other subject matters that we talk about are not serious, but in this particular instance it's something more close to home. If anybody's actually watched my YouTube um, channel or really just watched me on social media um, and seen a couple of the advertisements I had um, this week um, where I talk about taking care of yourself, feeling good, um, and so you can, you know, if you if you look good, you feel good is what I said. Well, I'm talking about that because what really is close to home is mental health. Now, mental health is something that... We hear um, a lot in society, um, and it's becoming more and more and more um, known as far as um, where to get help. And you see celebrities going through things, sports athletes, um, you have uh, just your everyday person. Of course, here on The Definition, we're always talking about you as an individual. What defines you? So, of course, again, the disclaimer is I'm not a therapist. I'm not a medical professional. So I'm not going to sit here and talk about the um, diagnosis of someone mentally, um, like those who um, who may be going through a lot deeper issues. I definitely implore you to go ahead. If you have something where you just can't really figure out, definitely go see a professional. Um, and, and I mean that seriously and wholeheartedly. Take care of yourself. Take care of your mind. And I, I say that because my... I have someone who's dear to me who actually went through um, for years, didn't know what was happening with them, didn't know and didn't have an explanation why they kept going up and down with their moods, didn't know why they were so inconsistent with their life. And one day I was trying to reach out to that person and that person just went ahead and I, I didn't see them. Now, calm down. This is not a tragic story. This is actually a happy story for me. Um, and that person was my brother, um, and he and I um, are very close, two years a, apart, and um, you know we have so much respect for each other, so much love for each other. I never really knew him to be going through these things. These are things that he talked about himself that he just could not figure out. One day when I finally got in touch with him and found out where he was, he checked himself into a facility to get some help to figure out and find some answers, and I definitely want to... I'm definitely um, is so proud of him for doing that because for someone from you know where we're from, you know men especially, we we tend to go through things that we don't really uh, understand at times. But we're taught to man up. We're taught to just hold it in, just suck it up, and just live life. Right? Move forward. It don't matter. We don't have time to to figure it out. But my brother decided he needed answers, and that's what he did. And I'm so proud of him to this day. And he's, um, I just, you know, hopefully everybody understands that he's definitely taking care of his, his mind and definitely care, uh, caring for himself um, and sticking to the to regimen that was given to him. And for that, he's doing, um, he's doing quite well. Of course, like anybody else, you go through your ups and downs, but at the same time, he at least understands what he needs to do. So that's the part that he had to do that I, I'm not qualified to talk about because I am not a medical professional. But I want to talk about a different flip side of that, or, or I should say a, a different aspect, a little 
um, on a smaller scale, how can our mindset affect us and our mental health, really? Just taking care of our mind. You know, since 2020 hit, we have the COVID crisis or the pandemic. Um, We have the social strifes going on. The many things that we see every day, nothing is getting better right now. Nothing. Here it is, uh, the end of August, 2020. Um, We're about to hit the fall. And before you know it, who knows what's going to come next? And with all these things that's happening in 2020, people losing their jobs. People have no idea how to pay their bills. People have no idea where their next meal is coming from. This can all affect everyone and anyone mentally. Especially, um, you know, it, we, we, we tend to... We tend to kind of push aside that, that men go through it too. Women definitely feel it because women by nature, and this is no, definitely not trying to uh, uh, categorize anyone or put anyone in a stereotype, but definitely most women for, for the most part are emotional and they definitely uh, have no problem um, voicing their emotions at times. But there are some that grew up a certain way that they don't know how to express themselves. They don't know how to clear their minds. And um, one thing as far as men are concerned, especially men of, of color, men, minorities, we, we, tend to, we tend to hold things in. We tend to just suck it up, like I said a little while ago, man up, and just keep moving. We don't really address the issues that's going on in our minds. We just focus on taking care of the family, taking care of the bills, and, you know, doing things that, you know, from a from a financial or economic standpoint, that's what we focus on the most. But really, we work ourselves down to the bone. We we go through life and just keep grinding and keep grinding. Male or female, doesn't matter because we're humans, okay? We're all human beings. So we all do that, staying busy thinking that we're making the situation better as far as our mindset is concerned. But really, when you sit there and just let everything just calm. Something hits you. You realize that calm was, was a false sense of security. A false sense of calmness. Because in your mind you're thinking, hey, I'm doing everything I can. I'm doing all that I can to take care of my family. I'm doing everything that I can to get my mind off of whatever it is that's bothering me. But, you know, something happened to me recently. And when I say recently, I mean back in June. And the story goes like this. I really didn't know what was happening to me. And I'm not really the type of guy, that's the crazy thing. I'm not really the type of guy to um, not really, I'm not the type of person who's not very much aware of myself. I'm very self-aware about my mindset, where where things are stemming from, um, you know, how to release so, like, for me, my outlet has always been, you know, creating music. My outlet has been um, the gym. Uh, my outlet has been, you know, just just um, taking a trip with my wife, my, 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 my family, um, doing things, maybe going out to eat, getting some, you know, doing some wine tasting. I found outlets that were pleasures of mine to, to kind of release, right? Mostly, it's, it's, it's sports. Mostly, it's music, okay? Those have been my go-to's. For years, I'm not talking about watching sports. I'm talking about playing sports. So 
for years I've been doing that, and for years I've been relying on my on on these outlets. And of course, again, uh, and I have another outlet that I, I'm not going to discuss here, but it's 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 something that I have to always remember to go to more than anything. So what happened to me recently was back in April, my day job. Um, we just got news. My department had news that all of a sudden they, the higher ups made a decision to, to get acquired by a different company, to take the specific departments and outsource them to a new company. And with that, there was no guarantee that I'll have a job. So of course that was weighing on my mind, but again, nothing new to me. I've been through this before and I knew the outlets I can use. And the one that was the most important outlet I always relied on and then the other ones, I just I just went ahead and just used it to channel my anxieties and, you know, channel whatever else. So I was doing everything I could within my control to get a job. Long story short, on that front, it did work out for me where I was able to stay, move over to a different different department. So I was good. So everybody, I'm good, okay? Um, along the lines of that, while this was all happening... Of course, I'm I'm living life, trying to pay the bills, doing you know living my responsibilities. One I will say about one day I woke up, my neck was it's just like stiff. It was hurting me. It was stiff. I didn't understand what was going on with it. I felt all this tension in my shoulders, which 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 is normal for most men. We all hold our tension in our shoulders in our traps area. Um, so I thought I just probably slept wrong. But what was weird is that I started feeling really lightheaded, and I didn't know why. So this is like back in June. This was this was like happening to me. So I was like, you know, telling my wife this. I was like, I don't know what's going on with me. I, I don't know what's going on. I don't really understand. Went to, you know, I, just, I kept, you know, every time I try to take something to, to go to sleep, maybe some pain relievers. My wife had me uh, put a heating pad on my neck because maybe, you know, she's thinking maybe that's what it was. Maybe I did something to my muscles, whatever. So <clears throat> I was trying to do all this treatment, but I still felt weird. Felt this weird sensation, lightheadedness, this weird, this weird uneasy, this, like this uneasiness in my chest. It was scary. It was really scary. I'd go to sleep, and I'd wake up, and, and my heart is racing really, really fast. I'm thinking I'm having a heart attack. I didn't know what was happening, and I kept, you know. Wake up in the middle of the night, take some, you know, take a walk downstairs, breathe, do what I gotta do. Not try, trying to disturb my wife, but I kept feeling like this uneasiness. This so, I was so uneasy. And finally, um, you know, I went to the chiropractor that day, uh, the following day, had an appointment. I told him about my neck. I told him what was going on. So he took, he, you know, because he, he was worried about me. Right? We haven't seen each other because his office has been closed because of the pandemic. So they finally started opening up, and uh, we were talking and explained to him, you know, hey, everybody's going through stuff, but I explained my neck was bothering me, but I told him I was feeling weird. So he's like, you know what, why don't you have a seat for a second? Let me check something out. He took my blood pressure. Now, again, I'm pretty level-headed. I go, I'm the kind of guy who stays on top of stuff. I go to doctors annually. I get an annual checkup. Just because I don't like surprises, okay? So I went, and every single time I go to a doctor, every single time, annually, the healthiest person they know in my age group, as far as my doctor's concerned, okay? So my levels are always good. 
So it was just the oddest thing that I was feeling like this. I don't know what was going on with me. I honestly did not. I could not figure it out. He checked my blood pressure. It was sky high. And it's weird because, I'm, like I said, I'm a health guy. So it makes no sense why my blood pressure was high. He thought it was just stress. Then he also thought at the same time, not to mention not just stress or anxiety that I was just going through in my mind, but maybe the pain in my neck was making my blood pressure go up. He did some, you know, adjustments, um, Got the, uh, had a massage scheduled, went to a massage, got that loosened up. I did back-to-back massages, so I did like one day, maybe like three days later, I went to another massage just to kind of loosen myself up and relax. Well, before you know, in between my second massage that I had that week, I just, I still felt uneasy. I didn't, it didn't make any sense. I was feeling like my, my heart was racing. I felt like I was having a heart attack. I couldn't breathe. I was telling my wife about it. My wife just thought I was just worried about the job coming through. And I was just worried about just, oh my gosh, if I don't have a job, I'm going to pay the bills. Sure, that was paid, that was in my mind, but it wasn't, like I said, I've been through this before. So as far as that, that type of thought process, and I somehow I usually make it through. And long story short, I was, I was, my heart was racing. I was working from home. My heart was racing. I was feeling lightheaded. And I started getting really, really, really emotional, like crying. And I just didn't know what to do. I called my doctor. She told me to go right away to the, because she couldn't see me till another two days. So she said, right away, go to like the you know, patient first or whatever it is around here. And um, I called him up. I, I scheduled something right away. And I called my boss, told her what was happening. She's like, take the day off, go get checked out. So I did that, told my wife I was going to the doctor. My wife was worried about me because I was crying and crying and, and I was feeling uneasy. So my wife decided to, take the, you know, to leave a little early to meet me at the doctor. And while I was waiting for my appointment, I was like crying in front of my daughter. My daughter drove me and I was crying. And all I kept thinking in my head was, I'm never going to, I'm never going to see her, um, get married. Um, I thought to myself, you know, I'm leaving my wife behind. This is, you know, what, what am I going to do? I don't want to leave her behind. I'm going to be dead. Am I going to be forgotten? I was, I honestly thought I was dying and it was the craziest thing. I, Thinking about it now is silly, but I'm sure those who are listening have gone through something similar. Come to find out, I was having a panic attack. A panic attack. And I really still could not pinpoint what it was. But the diagnosis for me, or, or the, the order the doctor gave, was, yeah, they gave me some, some medication to kind of ease my mind. But of course, it's with the thought of not relying on it. Um, but really to take care of myself. Okay, so what I learned through that process was to stop holding things in. While I was sitting in that doctor's office, I was crying. My wife was sitting there too. She had no idea why I was crying. She's like, why are you, are you okay? It's going to be fine. You're, you, you're fine. The doctor just said all your vitals are you're healthy. Your blood pressure is great now. Everything's wonderful. Why are you crying? And I could not stop crying. The doctor was, was really nice. She was you know, she, she rolled my back and she was like, it's going to be okay. I suggest that you talk to your wife, whatever it is, you're holding it, you're holding it in, whatever it is, you need to let it go and talk to your wife. Just open up. Do you have a friend that you could talk to besides your wife? These types of things. So I'm talking about these things now to you listeners, because 
Well, before I get there, I'm fine now. However, it doesn't mean that things don't weigh in my mind. It doesn't mean that it won't happen again. But I'm learning to open up more. Talking more. Part of my therapy is this podcast. Because I get to open up and talk about things instead of holding it in. I still work out. I still have my trainer. He's also He also knew about my panic attack. And he's been a big advocate for allowing me to you know, get that cardio in and get that working out because it does, it does relieve stress. It's true. And with my wife, you know, we get a chance to talk more. She's still learning to allow me to open up more because maybe she's a little old fashioned in some aspects, but some ladies do feel like men should really be macho. But really one thing that she does admire, and she did tell me that, especially when I opened up, she said that she admires the fact that I tried my best and continue to try my best to let her know that I'm what I'm feeling and, and that I went through this and that it could very well happen again. So I am learning to let go. Learning to let go. Starting this podcast was something that was uh, very stressful for me because I didn't know if it could be successful or not. Thankfully, Buzzsprout, they are really invested in making me successful, making anyone who joins Buzzsprout successful, getting you onto various platforms, and I'm so grateful for that. So. With a situation like that, a panic attack, you have to stem it. You have to figure it out. Now, I never really figured out completely what it is. I thought it was one thing we figured out. It was some bills that I was worried about. Um, And, of course, that became a a different issue with my wife and I. But, you know, we're getting through that and we're fine. But, But really, it didn't take away the anxiety I still feel. From time to time, just out of the blue now, you know, maybe I'll have, you know, a one-off. I'm fine. I'm great for a string of, of, of time. And then all of a sudden, I'm feeling this uneasiness again. So with this pandemic, with all the things that's going around us, we have this the tendency as human beings to take it all in. Have you ever heard that, 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 that thought about how energy transfers from one to another? Right? A lot of times you can get someone's negative energy and take it onto you, onto your shoulders, and all of a sudden you have that negative energy. Well, it's similar to what we see around us, what's going on around us. You can shut the noise out sometimes, but sometimes it's really hard to ignore. You start taking it on, taking it on, taking it on. And if you don't have an outlet and let go, you tend to find yourself in some dire need you, you you are in unhealthy situations, stress, anxieties. Some people go as far as trying to let go of these types of things uh, and their outlets are, are, are unhealthy outlets, uh, perhaps drug abuse, um, alcoholism. Those are not the way to go. That is not the way to go. You know, I read a book recently, um, not too long ago, I want to say about last year, uh, from a musician that I was... Um, He's actually a musician, a band member of this band that I actually liked back in the day. Um, and the musician, he's a bass player named Nikki Six. Um, but anyway, Nikki Six has a book out called The Heroin Diaries. And I know it sounds crazy. My wife saw the um, the cover and she's like, Heroin Diaries, why do you want to know about drugs? And I'm like, no, it's not about drugs. It's about his struggles and how he got out of it and the things he had to realize. And... You have to figure out that sometimes, especially in the days that he grew up, he had a lot of similarities to my dad. And my dad, meaning my stepfather. 
who raised me. And when I think about this, you know, my dad had, he didn't know a way to let go of anything that was really bothering him. He, he carried a lot in him. Now, he went through something um, where my dad was at 13 was a runaway. He felt unloved by his, dad, his biological father because that's where he ran away to. He went from an abusive house where his, step, his stepfather and his mother, his stepfather abused him, um, physically abused him, like beat him. And um, went to his, try to live with his biological father. But his biological father started a new life and a new family. So he felt unloved. He started hanging out with the wrong crowd. He started smoking cigarettes. Started smoking marijuana. Started trying the hard drugs. And then it got spiled out of control. So when I was a little kid, he was doing the drugs. Um, and fortunately, he found a way to let go in some form and the way he found was the fact of he found that he had a family of his own that truly truly loved him which was my mom and my brothers and myself and my mother gave him that ultimatum she said you need to get cleaned up and she did and he did but sadly to say he still didn't let go of everything there was still something that he didn't know how to let go of the point is this we have we are in 2020 we are have we have a different society that we live in. Lots of problems. Things are getting worse in this world. Things are getting worse in society. However, how we deal with it is so much different than how my dad dealt with it. So much different than when Nikki Six was coming up from his band and his, his, his dilemmas and his demons that he was going through. Fortunately for him, he found a way out. He discovered stuff. Now, when I see Nikki Six on Instagram, he is doing great. His photos... He's living the life with his family. He still plays music. He's still a talented songwriter. He's doing great things. And um, even though he's in his 60s, he's, he's, he's actually in a better place. That's not to say that he could not relapse, but he found ways and he found an outlet to remain healthy. He found a purpose and a way to let go. And that is the key. We hold back a lot of stuff, or we hold in, I should say. We don't know how to release it. And even though that my situation, what happened to me, could have been very small, could have been something that was self-inflicted, which is what I categorize it as anyway, but it doesn't really matter. Things around us could still play in our minds. Things around us, the, the, we don't know when this, this, this pandemic is going to be completely over. We don't know if we're going to go back to normal life. Or is this the new normal? We have no idea if, if the economy is going to fall. We have no idea if we're going to have a job. We have no idea of anything anymore. So what does that mean? We find an outlet. We learn to just find ways to take care of our mind. Now granted, like I said, if it gets so far where you need help, get help. But don't hold back anything else in the meantime. Even though our problems could be small in comparison to a Nikki Six where my dad was when he was alive, we have to still find a way to take care of our mindset. So we want to stop and smell the roses. Learn to enjoy life. That's the one commonality I see from people who are recovering. They learn to they learn to go ahead and enjoy life. Stop working so much. Money can come and go, but life is precious. Your health is more precious than making money. 
Yes, we got bills to pay. Sure, we have to go ahead and take care of our families. Of course, you have some financial goals, but is it everything? Is it worth your mental health? Is it worth your own physical health? Or even worse, is it worth your life? Your life, the breathing, the air that you breathe, the people that you love. Think about that. Think about what matters the most. I know I love life. I love I love being alive. I'm grateful every day that I, I get a chance to breathe the air that I breathe. I'm grateful that I have a wonderful daughter who who sometimes will sing around the house, maybe be annoying sometimes, but she's still my daughter and I love her to death. I'm grateful to have the people that I love, the woman that believes in me, the woman that fights that fights for our relationship and wants everything to be well, the family members that I have. Most importantly, when I look around, you know, the, when I look around the world, I see the beauty, not, not the ugliness that we see when we flip it on the channels, when we turn it on the TV, not the crazy stuff that we see in the news. That stuff is not real life. What I mean by real life is, which, what I mean by that is the joy of living. Yeah, these evils still happen. These things still play a part sometimes in our lives. They can't affect us. But don't go ahead to, to, to be so busy where you cannot take care of you, where you cannot be of value to those who you love. Remember, if you're not healthy, then what good are you to those that you love? You're saying you work your tail off for your family. You're at work making all this money so you can go ahead and do all these things for your family and your children, and et cetera, et cetera. But what good is that, that, that money if you're not here to enjoy it with them? If you're not alive. And I'm going to tell you one last thing. One last thing. Take care of your mental health by relaxing. Relaxing. Okay? Think about the fact of just taking a breath. Breathe. Inhale. Exhale. Look around those that you love. Spend time with them. Money is not the key. Quality time is. Thank you for listening.